wonder if you know the story of how Jesus calls his first disciples. My memory of that story is Jesus walking along the seashore and, and he sees Simon and Andrew mending their nets and he says to them, follow me, and they do. And a little further on they meet James and John and he says the same thing to them and they leave their nets and their father Zebedee in the boat. But that's not quite what happens in Luke's version. There's more to it than that. But isn't there always? So let's dive in and see what we can discover together. Hi and welcome to St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. I'm Stuart and I get to be the minister here. If you enjoy your time with us then please like, subscribe and share but also say hello in the comments. To find out more about St Ninian's and how you can get involved pop over to our website. Now let's hear today's reading. Lewis is our reader today and Catherine will lead our prayers later in our time together. Today's reading is from Luke chapter 5 verses 1 to 11. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, with the people crowding round him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen, who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signalled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Lord Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid, from now on you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. Jesus is back beside the lake. And unlike the people in Nazareth, Jesus' hometown, the people here really want to hear what he has to say. They crowd around him. So to get some space... And coincidentally, some better acoustics, Jesus goes out onto the lake a little bit in a boat owned by Simon. Simon and his brother were clearing their fishing nets. Jesus sits in the boat and teaches the crowd of people who are gathered on the shore. And when he's done, he says something strange to Simon. Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. I love Simon's response. It's one of those moments that we could read in at least two different ways, because Luke doesn't say much about his tone. We tend to read it in a way that assumes Simon's agreement. But because you say so, I'll let down my nets. Simon is already at least an admirer of Jesus. In chapter 3, verse 38, it tells us that Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. And at once she got up and began to wait on them. Simon has seen Jesus healing people at first hand. Although it was his mother-in-law so, well, you know. But anyway, he knows what Jesus can do. He's supportive, he's happy to lend him his boat. But this is perhaps something a bit different. This isn't a healing. This is an instruction to some hard work. Jesus is telling them to do something that doesn't make any sense. 
go out into the deep water and drop your nets. Simon agrees, sort of. I'm not sure the first part of his response supports that full-hearted compliance. Look at what he says. Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I'll let down the nets. I think there's more than a hint of an eye roll and a sigh going on here. Picture any teenager you know. Swap master for mum or dad and put those words in their mouth. <sighs> master, we've worked hard all night. We haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I'll let down the nets. They fish at night. That's what they do. That's how it's done. That's how it's always been done. And there must be reasons for that. Fishermen don't like sunny days too much, not because they would rather sit in the bank in the rain, but because the fish don't come out. The things they eat, flies and stuff, they appear at dusk or when it's grey and damp. Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. And we know what we're doing. We're like actual fishermen, professionals, this is what we do every day. We know how this works. We know the best time to go out and this really isn't one of them. And besides, aren't you a carpenter? And Nazareth is about as far from the sea of the lake as you can get. What do you know about fishing? But if you say so. And they go out and they catch a ridiculous amount of fish. So many that they have to call their mates James and John to help. The nets are literally bursting and the boats are sinking under the weight of all those fish. And when they get back to land, Simon's response is fascinating. When Simon Peter, and that's the first time we hear him called Peter, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Simon Peter has watched Jesus heal his mother-in-law and had dinner with Jesus and heard him teach and sat beside him in his boat. He's been around him more than most people. And yet it isn't until this moment that he realises who Jesus is. Is that how it is for us? We've been around Jesus for as long as we can remember. We've heard these stories a thousand times. As children, we sang songs about them, painted pictures and made scenes from fuzzy felts or dried pasta or cut-up magazines. And perhaps we're a bit like Simon Peter. We're around it, but it's happening to other people. We're there, but we're not really present. Peter's response to his own encounter with Jesus is to want Jesus to go away. Get away from me. I'm not worthy. I'm a sinful man. I wonder how often that's our response when Jesus somehow enters into our lives. I'm not good enough, not worthy. I know who I am and I know what I've done. How could you want anything to do with me? And Jesus tells Peter not to be afraid. That's fascinating. Why doesn't he tell him that his sins are forgiven? I wonder if it's because when someone says that, I forgive you, all your sins are forgiven, our response is probably, um, okay. Thanks, I think. But it doesn't change how we feel about ourselves. And actually it probably leaves us with an even bigger question. Even if my sins are forgiven, what do I do now? I'm still the same person. I'm still just as likely to go out and do stuff wrong again. So instead Jesus gives Simon Peter a way into a new way of being. Do not be afraid. Fear is the root of our sinful behaviour. Yoda puts it this way. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. 
The catch-all term in the Bible for anger and hate that leads to suffering is sin. And Simon Peter knows that he's a sinful man, like we all are. Jesus' antidote to anger and to hatred and suffering is do not be afraid. Come, follow me. And they do. Even though, if we stop to think about that, that's a terrifying thought. They leave behind all that they know. They leave behind who they are. They leave behind everything. They follow him even though they don't know what that actually means. They follow him even though they have no idea where they're going. They follow him and leave behind the massive catch of fish just because Jesus offers them something better. A life without fear and a new job. You will fish for people. They've been offered the chance to give other people the same thing that they have just been given. Of course, the fishing metaphor falls down a bit here. When we catch fish, we kill them and gut them and cook them and eat them. And I'm pretty sure that's not what Jesus is inviting them into. He's inviting them and us to be set free, to be pulled out of the sea of our fear and released on the shore of God's love, not to be afraid. We're not called to be keepers of an aquarium where we try to entice fish into a well-kept tank. That's not what mission is about. We're called to introduce people to Jesus and thankfully Jesus and the Holy Spirit do the next bit. Our job is to keep asking, keep inviting and to live together in ways that banish fear from our lives. It might be with a bit of an eye roll and a sigh. It might be with an enthusiastic count me in or somewhere in between but it's time to pull up our boats onto his shore and to leave everything behind. Just because Jesus says so. Go Cast your nets into the deep waters. Go, do something new. Go, do something unexpected. Go, because Jesus is telling us to. And we do not need to be afraid.
Let us pray. Lord God, it is hard for us to imagine what it must have been like to hear Jesus' teaching for the first time, the actual, original words from his very own mouth, spoken with such passion and conviction that crowds gathered everywhere he went, pushing forward so as not to miss a single word. It is much easier for us to put ourselves in the shoes, or maybe the sandals, of Simon and his partners, James and John, sons of Zebedee. All night long they had fished and caught nothing. The bills would go unpaid that week, and their children would go hungry. Living God, there are too many people in our world today who struggle to make ends meet, and we pray for them the ones for whom poverty is all they have ever known, and the once privileged ones who thought it could never happen to them. We pray for the coming of your kingdom, where justice is the norm, and real, lasting peace flows from it. But it feels a long way off, and our prayer is a costly one, because you have no one other than us to do the work of kingdom building. And we are tired, Lord, bone-achingly, 
soul-shakingly weary. We have been doing what we thought you wanted, fishing for people, or at least doing our best to keep the church going, and it hasn't worked. Our nets are empty. We have no more to give. And so our prayer today is for ourselves, but it is not a selfish one. We want your kingdom to come because the world needs it more than ever. We want to be a part of something good and hopeful because we need it. And we do not know where to begin. Loving God, speak to us the word of life that alone can energize and empower us. Help us to stop and listen. Not for what you once said to someone else, but for what you are saying to us today. Stop us in our tracks, bring us to our knees, and fill us with new hope, new vision, and new confidence for the future. We pray all these things in the words you have taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. As we go from this place, let us take with us the message of Jesus the instruction of Jesus and the hope of Jesus to teach and to care, to feed and to heal, to look forward in faith to a better world and the coming of the kingdom. We go with his blessing, creator, source and spirit, now and always. Food Bank is open for donations every Sunday from 1pm until 2.30pm at the front door of St Ninian's Church. If you need food this week, then please come down at the same time and collect some shopping. As we step out of the current Covid restrictions, I'm glad to say that St Ninian's is open again for worship on Sundays at 11am. Please join us whenever you can. These services will continue to be online and on the telephone and available as a podcast. See the website for more details. The Kirk Session will meet on Monday the 7th of February at 7pm. 
We're digging deeper Bible study meets on Zoom on Thursday at 7.30pm. We'll be looking back at this story from this week to see what more we can discover about it. We meet for morning prayers at 9.30am every Tuesday and Thursday on Zoom and anyone is welcome to join us. For more information about all of these things, please pop over to our website at saint-ninians-stonehouse.org.uk. It has information in the events page about everything that's coming up.